Thank you for listening to this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where we connect and collaborate with experts in their industries, published authors, and fascinating people. As a chief inspirational officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, talents, and self-worth, otherwise known as that self-esteem factor. People matter, self-worth matters, time matters. When it all aligns, everything works. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. I cannot be more thrilled to share who we have with us today. We have Liston Witherill with us today. And so who is Liston? Liston, he does professional sales training for service professionals, consultants and their teams who want to sell more services. So as a consultant and a trainer who works with professional service firms, you help them sell more services land more of their perfect clients. I mean, like, right? I think that's speaking volumes to our audience right here, Liston. So they're, they're, they're tuning in, I can tell you that. And there comes a time in your business that you may have that oh shit moment, as Liston says, and that's where you are 100% dependent on referrals. And so that's what Liston does. He helps service providers with that specific issue. So Liston, thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me. And I realized while you were reading that, that the phrase professional services comes up way too much in my bio, but thanks for humoring me and thanks for having me here. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. So um, this episode, we are going to dig into your area of expertise and share your genius with our audience so they can learn how you do that. So tell us, give us a little bit of your background story. Who are you and what got you into that space, Liston? So... Okay, I'll try to give you the short version. So my background story is (laughs) did a bunch of things with technology growing up. So I grew up in an entrepreneurial home. I was building computers when I was like 12. I think I built my first computer. That was back in the day when it made sense to build your own computer and not so much anymore. And in my 20s, I got really into music. So I learned music production. I learned engineering. Um, I wrote and recorded my own music. I performed live. And we'll come back to that in a second. But the performance part, I think, is an important piece of the story. I uh, eventually went to grad school for environmental science. So I have a master's degree in environmental science. And coming out of grad school, I really wanted to go into environmental consulting. Um, But I was very interested in the business side of it. And so I became the director of marketing and business development for about a you know, $10, $12 million firm at the time when I joined. And I ran marketing for them. And I I was just like, wow, this internet digital marketing thing, this is crazy. And so I was really late to the game. That was in 2011 when I started learning internet marketing and applying it to the company, but also doing the one-to-one sales. I mean, while I was there, I helped close a $1.2 million deal and brought other lots of opportunities to fruition through service professionals and saw that they had a really hard time thinking outside of their sort of technical expertise and area. And so after that, I went out on my own, um, started offering my services, first as a freelancer, then I had a small boutique firm. And I, I just loved the services part of it. I loved the relationships. Marketing is fascinating to me, but it can very much become about, you know, uh, numbers on a chart. And I guess everything can become that way, but, you know, it's hard to escape the one-to-one interaction with selling. And so I've always been, the, the common thread through my career is how we communicate and how people take that information in and make decisions. Like, what's good? Why is it good? You know, why are some people really liked and others aren't? 
Ooh, you that's know, interesting. Why are some people very persuasive and others like no one pays attention to them? Like what, what's the difference there? You know, those are all interesting questions to be applied to uh, sales. So when I started my sales training business, I was just very keenly focused on um, those people who provide services, but aren't the best at selling. And I, you know, what I say is no one gets into consulting to be the best at selling, but it really freaking helps to be good at it. I think anybody who's in a professional service oriented business understands what I mean by that because the stakes are so high, right? We're not dealing with a huge volume of leads typically. And, you know, we want every interaction to go well. And that turns out to be a challenge for a lot of people in the business. And so I know a very roundabout story, but that's how I got to where I am. And um, I am always so excited to help people not only be better at sales, Marlo, but what I say is I, I try to create better humans along the way. And um, I, I think I've succeeded. Okay, so it's the humanized side of selling is what I'm hearing you say, Liston, that you've really capitalized on. So I'm, I'm creating a, a new website right now, and I actually dare to use the word ethical selling on my website, which is like the antithesis of all other sales training, right? So um, yes, human selling, empathy, asking great questions, listening to people. God forbid you have to shut up and listen for a little while and actually be interested in them. Yeah, th those are the types of things that I emphasize. Excellent. Well, you know, it's that listening that connects. And when we connect, we trust. And then when we trust, we buy. The simplicity of that. And yes, um, it's clear in that clutter of all that noise that's out there is what I'm hearing you say very easily. And then you match it to the thing that you love the most. Like you love marketing. Me, not so much, right? I enjoy people. I don't enjoy that process of it. I love people <laughs> helping, you know, helping them win. But man, the tangle of what you are doing is, um, it's a whole different platform to play in, I think. So it's quite interesting. So we need people like you. You're awesome. Well, thank you very much. I hope other people agree too. I appreciate that. <laughs> they will as they're listening to this because you're definitely um, creating some buzz here with, with what you're doing. Okay, so take us and give us some golden nuggets, Liston, around you know that digital space and then the marketing connection because it's out there. It is the number one thing that we thrive in. So when I'm saying that, take somebody who's a referral-based business and then bridging the gap to what you do with them digitally? So the number one thing that I recommend people who are extremely dependent on referrals do, well, actually there's, there's two things and they're very closely re related. One is to pick a market position where if people read about what you're doing, they can clearly remember you for a particular use case or event that would come up in their life. Right. So like, I'll give you an example. My buddy, Philip, um, is, is a positioning expert and his positioning is I help coders become consultants. And so he's trying to help software developers get paid for their thinking rather than their coding. Right. That like, who else says that? Right. Um, it's really easy to remember that when I say, you know, professional sales training for non-sales people or professional sales training for services professionals, they're, I can't personally think of anybody else who says that specifically, right? All sales training is like anybody who sells anything will take you <laughs> and there's nuance to it and it's different. Um, and also from a marketing perspective, it's just way easier to attract people because you're not put in the category of everybody else in the world. And I think one of the biggest problems that a lot of uh, service-based businesses have is they try to service everybody. 
And if you're, you know, we'll come to other questions like, should you service a local market or a national or global market? But if you're servicing at least a regional market, you really do have to pick some sort of position where it's clear who you are and who you help and what you do for them. And then secondly, I am a strong believer that you need to write or publish your thinking. So what's different about the way you see the world? What's different about the way you approach the problems that your clients have? Um, how well do you know what those problems are that your clients have? Because if if you can give someone the experience of giving them a useful piece of content, right? And I hate the word content because it sort of diminishes the value of it. But yep, yep. let's say an article, right? You, right? you go out and you write an article and your perfect client reads that and they're nodding along and they, they say this, it was like you were talking to me when I read that. That's exactly my experience. If you can create that moment for people, you're immediately going to have a marketing advantage. Um, but also like actually make a real relationship because you've taken the time, you can't fake this. You've taken the time to learn about your market, your ideal customer and write something useful for them. And, you know, so I think those two key skills early on positioning and writing or publishing a podcast or whatever your medium is. But um, I think as a professional services person, writing is a really, really critical skill because it helps you clarify your thinking and it actually helps you talk in a much more informed way also. I 100% validate you, Liston. That is like phenomenal. And what a golden nugget for our listeners because I, I personally resonate with that. And it's because when I'm able to kind of filter through my thoughts, put it down on paper and then kind of regurgitate it on, from a different perspective, you know, that's what that writing allows us to do. And it does. It definitely deepens our awareness and, you know, as an executive coach, yes, chief inspirational officer, but that's what I do. I create that awareness. So for example, how does that tie into this? You know, money hangups happen a lot with people. And it's a matter of asking a client to write a money essay. And until they actually stop and think, and an essay, I mean, it can be a sentence, a paragraph or a page, right? It doesn't need to be massive, but get clear on what does money mean to you? The minute that we can create that awareness, they can put it on paper and then they can speak it to me. This is like why I'm going after the money or what, what it means. There's a different level of value there. And that's exactly what you're saying. I mean, taking their brand, their value, positioning it through writing and then speaking it, that's where it connects. Love it. So we've, we've gotten your background story. Where do you vision your brand? And like, let's talk about the digital and the marketing. What's the future of that in your perspective, Liston? The future of digital marketing? Is that the question? Yes. Marketing as a whole, I guess. Wow. Um, that's a gigantic question. Who? how do I answer that? Okay. Let me, let me answer your first question. The, the future of my brand and my vision for it. So my vision for the brand is to focus on sales training, um, move up market um, for larger and larger companies. And so I'm going to bifurcate my brand where I on the one hand, serve enterprise or mid-market level companies, um, delivering sales training and sales consulting, helping them basically make people who feel much more confident and prepared and skillful when they enter these crucial client interactions where they can identify problems. You mentioned trust. 
trust is huge and this is why it's so big in services is like the person who has the trust with the client isn't the salesperson typically. It's the account manager, the project manager, right? The person who's actually providing the service. If they can have better conversations, they're, you know, they're going to be the ones to surface the opportunities. And so I want to increase the, the number of clients I'm having in that category, mid-market enterprise. Um, over the next five years, what I could foresee is having kind of a DIY version of the brand where people pay for certifications, individuals pay for certifications, um, and uh, kind of a train the trainer, right? I'll have my own method. It's called serve, don't sell, um, which will I can then uh, license out to uh, other coaches who want the lead gen and they want the system to go out and teach. The second side of my brand is I love helping individuals and small businesses. It's just a very different business model and that's kind of a slower burn. And so I write and publish material and <laughs> all kinds of other things on my website, listin.io. So if you're listening to this, I invite you to go sign up there for my newsletter and sort of uh, weekly articles where I share what I'm doing um, and tell you about like the steps I'm taking in order to build all of this. The future of digital marketing. So I think that uh, lot, there's lots of forces and counter forces in digital marketing. And it's, uh, let me know if I'm being too abstract here because it's, it's really hard to well, answer. I'll call this you in, out for sure. Don't be afraid. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. I <laughs> no, wasn't this is afraid. Good stuff. No, this is great. I love it. Let's get Okay. So I'm not afraid, but I, I just wanted to invite you to do that. <laughs> So I think the future of digital marketing is, you know, there's basically going to be owned and, and borrowed channels. And that's kind of what it is now. So like Facebook is a borrowed channel. They can send a seismic shift through the platform any day, right? The time of this recording, they just had their F8 developers conference and they made some announcements that now make it so you can't use some of the tools that you could have used before. Or they're charging now, for instance, for their broadcast message API access. Um, so it, you know, it would be sort of uh, similar to if you suddenly had to pay for e marketing email messages. You know, I think that over time, all of those borrowed channels on platforms—LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest—like just go down the line. In any social media network where you have access to an audience, they control sort of the the um, supply side of you getting access to an audience. The price is going to continue to go up constantly, and it's going to continue to be professionalized and the cost of sale in each of those avenues will continue to rise. Um, on the other hand, there's good news, things like things that are disaggregated, like podcasts, like email marketing, to some degree text messages, although I think that's gonna change too. Um, those things you own. And so I believe that the future of marketing will be more emphasis on own channels. So people who you know, for instance, say, oh, just go to Facebook and like create a group there and that'll solve everything. The problem with that is if Facebook changes something, you're screwed, right? And all the time and investment you've put into that is gone. You know, makes sense if you're going to run a Facebook group to give people an incentive to sign up for your email list. I think the future is both really exciting and a little bit daunting because the internet tends to favor people who can scale and pay more for a sale. 
And so there, there's going to be a level of cleverness and also smaller and smaller fragmentation in groups of people who you can access. Wow. Okay. Just thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Because, you know, the future of marketing, I think that's, that's just a question I think we should start to have you know, having some some vision of, of where we think it could be going and being aware of it. You know, the thought leaders, the experts, having those conversations like you and I are having right now and just mm-hmm. starting to pull it all together. And so that I think when you're helping small businesses or like you said, you're going to that, you know, that next level of business and how you plan to serve, that awareness of how to pivot and how to be flexible with the market change is going to be everything. Now, let me just add two things, Marlo, because I feel like I said a lot of stuff that wasn't especially useful for people listening to this. So let me try to make it a little bit more targeted here. Great, yes. One thing I want to say is the future of marketing would be a whole lot better if people paid for stuff that they use. (laughs) So if people paid for Facebook, it would be a totally different experience. Um, I wish that they did. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think a lot of people are fed up with their data being the product that's being sold by Facebook, for instance. And so that may change, which will change the way we market also. But to make this really actionable, I think the the real future of marketing is multi-channel and multi-touch. So the days of just do one thing and you'll attract a huge audience, I don't believe that's going to be a strategy that works for most businesses moving forward. I think you need to reach people in multiple places. Unfortunately, it's it's a hard message for small businesses because it's difficult, right? But yeah. I, think, I think you need multiple ways of communicating people. So that could be articles plus email newsletter plus podcast is mostly my approach. But you know, if you're especially if you're doing prospecting and you're trying to reach net new customers, you're trying to acquire new clients. I don't believe that going to one place to secure attention is going to be a strategy that works very much because people are so spread out and they're doing so many different things and you have to give them the impression that you're lots of places. And so I I think multi-channel, multi-touch is going to be a necessary thing moving forward. Wow. Uh, thank you for validating us, Liston, because that, that's been our approach with building our personal brand. You know, we have the audio, which is this right here, the podcast for the listeners who have the ability, you know, be in their car, you know, catch it in between meetings and appointments. We do that visual, right? We have a YouTube channel where people subscribe, where they can watch our, our video training series. It's totally complimentary. These are things are all complimentary. And then we have the written word. We have the, bra- the blog and, you know, our Forbes articles and all of that. And I have witnessed the power of being multidimensional and having the different platforms. You know, it's the same message, but you're just doing it differently for the audience that needs to hear it with whatever you're doing. So I get it. It's, it's, a, it's just big, but I don't think people understand, like you said, I mean, it can't just be a one lane. You have to be a bit diversified. And I think you're, yeah, you're sharing some really, really good value. Plus, I also thank you for sharing how to connect with you. So as we're coming into the end of this, give us more information. Where else can we find Liston Witherall and, um, or Witherall, I should say, and um, how can we connect? What are the services or different resources that you can share with our audience right now? So different resources. Um, I'd love for you to listen to my podcast. Um, actually, I have two podcasts running right now. One is called Modern Sales. So if you're interested in um, specific sales information, um, like how to be better, for instance, at presenting your price 
and how to anchor your price and what that means. You can go download my podcast or subscribe to it. It's Modern Sales. Um, I also have a podcast called Offline, where my friend Philip and I, who I mentioned earlier in the podcast, talk about how we're building our businesses and some sort of petty academic stuff, like what's the difference between brand and direct marketing and why should I care about that? Um, that podcast is called Offline. And if you want to connect with me directly, just email me, please. Um, I try to avoid social media, um, so I can't guarantee I'll respond very well. LinkedIn is a place to get me. But if you want to email me, it's just Liston, L-I-S-T-O-N at Liston.io. Love it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. So we're coming into the close of our episode. We like to um, share with our guests, you know, we host the Maverick Movement and it's a daily question that we position to our our audience and our tribe of Mavericks. And um, so it helps us in developing more Mavericks and champions by responding and learning by what others are sharing. So the question I have for today's Maverick Movement question is, if you could have one word describe you, Liston, what would it be? Honest. Mm. Why? I think it's a core value. And I think, I think the world would be a very different place if people were just honest with themselves and honest with each other and just said what they felt. Now, obviously, there's a, a huge... Um, service for little white lies, right? You can't go around when everybody asks you how you're doing and you're like, I'm depressed. Like that's, <laughs> right. that's not necessarily the, the best way to approach things. But I think, um, I think being honest with ourselves and telling other people what we're thinking in general is the, the best way for us all to get what we want. And um, I just hope that I can do that on a daily basis because I don't want to be deceptive. I have a very keen sense of fairness. And, um, you know, I'd always prefer to tell people what I'm really thinking, even if it may be off-putting or hurt their feelings, I'd rather not them walk away with the wrong impression. Mm. Well, thank you for being honest with us today. And I know, listen, there's not an ounce of you that doesn't show up like that. So thank you for that. All right. So to learn more about Liston, you can visit our website at marlohiggins.com, where you can learn how to connect to Liston's resources and add him to your circle of influence. Thanks again, Liston, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We invite you to share this podcast with others and thank you in advance for that partnership. This is Marlo Higgins, your Chief Inspirational Officer and host. Thank you so much. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I coach executives to gain clarity and remove self-doubt to increase performance in sales. To book a complimentary coaching session with me, simply visit marlohiggins.com and click on the Work With Me tab to schedule a call. Did you like this podcast? If so, subscribe and share with all of your friends. And if you want even more awesome resources to gain clarity and remove self-doubt, plus some personal insights from me that I only share in email, get yourself over to marlohiggins.com and sign up for the email updates. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next week on 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. If you're into it, subscribe, leave a review and tell all of your friends. We would sure appreciate it.